Hello and welcome to 30 for Knowledge. I'm George. I'm Danny. And today Danny is teaching us something that I have no idea <laughs> what the topic is. Danny has kept it very close to his oh, chest. I, I've made it sound a lot more mysterious than it actually is. It's not mysterious at all. I don't think you realise how many excited people there are. Because so... I, I, I've told people that like you haven't told me what the new one is. People have <laughs> asked. And people are excited to know, I'm excited to know what what you have brought us today what i've done um okay well before we dive into it firstly i must congratulate you on finishing the london thanks Marathon man 2021 um, i mean i'm just like so glad that like even though i brought it up in the last episode like <laughs> that i'm going to do it like i've actually done it and i've got a medal and it's great so oh yeah where's the medal i haven't seen the medal it's uh just behind you on my bookshelf Ooh. <laughs> nice. um so i'm glad that you know that went out all over the internet obviously and mm-hmm. like you know I didn't die and I didn't like get injured. Like it's done. I did it. It's done. You didn't blow out your ankle on mile twenty-two or whatever. I was like, I was in two knee braces, but still, still, (laughs) still did it. Uh, Four hours and six minutes, which people have told me is good. I have no idea. I just wanted to actually finish it, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You just need to do it again now, but like in a firefighter outfit or something like that for charity next time. Oh my goodness! I mean, I ran past like some of those people, and it was just they are just astonishing. Like they must be so fit and determined like that is crazy even people in the costumes as well so heavy (laughs) so heavy i I, see before i was like oh that looks like so much fun now after the longest i've ever run was like a 5k fun run and i was like and i did it in a santa outfit and i was like this is horrible and i never want to do this ever again was everyone santa yeah it was was a santa fun run in in madrid for like 5k so everyone's dressed up like santa and you just run that sounds really hot <laughs> well no it was in winter because it wasn't like a bunch of santas in but it. i mean just like in the suit oh yeah no it was horrible yeah uh because you're wearing like santa trousers on top of your running trousers or whatever yeah. unless you unless you just want to run Go just as santa full, full commando santa yeah. probably not the best probably not in the spirit of things but uh, <laughs> yeah it, it's fun. might be mildly inappropriate but, <laughs> but you did it so congratulations thank you um, so much have you ever heard of the term web 2.0 I have not heard You've of never the heard of the term no, Web 2.0? I don't think so. Have you ever watched The Matrix? I have seen The Matrix, yeah. yeah. Have you seen them? Have you seen it, its incredible sequel, The Matrix Reloaded? I've seen them all. <laughs> you remember that bit with the architect that's like, ooh, the systemic anomaly, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then he goes, there's been in like... The, in the room of all the screens. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there's been like six versions of you or whatever. Uh, or six versions of this. That just got me thinking. I was like, uh, how many versions of the internet are there? And I was just like, ooh. And it turns out there are different versions of the internet which i didn't really realize before no but there was, was a term called web 2.0 but anywho i'm getting ahead of myself i was like before we talk about web 2.0 we have to talk about the web because yeah. do, do you know how it got started not really no. and i'm also just like haven't it's one of those things that works for me <laughs> it works don't touch it and you know when when you know my wi-fi router decides to work it works for me <laughs> um and it's just like yeah, i don't I haven't really thought about what the internet actually mm-hmm. is yeah. it's just like it's amorphous place well there are pages. there are two very different aspects of it. there's the internet and then okay. there's the web right okay and uh so uh cast your mind back to 1989 okay back to when you were a sperm and I, I was, was. A sperm. Yeah, we were sperms. And we were just sperms, not hanging out together. That would have been a bit weird. But, yeah, it would have been weird. Um, but back in 1989 is when the World Wide Web became invented. And so the internet had existed since like the 60s or whatever, in terms of really? like connected communications. I don't know if you remember that. This is very niche. No one's going to get this. But uh, we had a colleague back at our first job. Right. 
uh, back at Marks and Sparks. Marks and Spencer. <laughs> yeah, we had a colleague, or I don't know if you remember him, who talked about how back in the 60s and 70s, they were doing internet, internet communication and stuff. But there was no web. There was just this communication between different establishments or different uh, universities, different places of interest. Essentially like an instant messenger. It was essentially an instant messenger, that kind of stuff. It, wa- it wasn't In until... In the 60s? 60s slash 70s, where it was like the earliest forms of like, kind of this form of communication. Wow, that is, that is far... That is further It's a lot back. earlier than yeah. I thought it was. Way um, earlier than I thought it was. And I never believed our colleague when this guy said it, because I was just like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever, mate. Like, yeah, you were, you were using an instant messenger... <laughs> 20 years before I was born, but whatever, don't worry about it. Um, but in, in a way, in a way, he was correct, and in a, another way, he wasn't, in the sense that the actual internet itself, the world, uh, sorry, not the internet, let me correct myself, the World Wide Web, the concept of the World Wide Web itself, mm. a place that could be explored yeah. by, by, you know, your own little computer or whatever, that was concepted in 1989. Do you know by who? I, I, just, I, I, just, I just need, I'm just going to get a little bit of clarification <laughs> from my own, from my, before we, I answer that question. Um, so back in the 60s slash 70s, it was the internet that was there. Yep. Okay. And then later on in the future, it was World Wide Web. Yeah. The future. Okay. That we call the past. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in 1989, don't, because it will confuse me. And in 1989, someone invented the World Wide Web. Yes. And... Ah, I feel like I did know at some point, but I don't anymore. It's a, it's a gentleman called Sir Tim Berners-Lee. The name does r- yeah. ring a bell. So um, this guy, he worked at a place called CERN. Uh, stands for European Organisation for Nuclear Research. Ooh. Now you'll notice those letters don't match up to those words. No, they don't. <laughs> I was like like getting the anagram in my head and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the French spelling. It's like, okay. which I'm not going to even bother butchering here because I forgot to write it down. Why do you always drag French into this? I don't know why. I think... You're drawn to it subconsciously. In, in a way, I think this kind of proves that uh, France is a bit more central to like global history than we give it credit for because normally... They're our ancient enemies, so we're not going to lie. The English English ate ancient enemies. (laughs) But um, CERN is like this this institute that's like based in Geneva, I believe, if I got that right. And they were like, but they're made up of like thousands of scientists all around the world. Right. And back in 1989, some guy was like... So it's more of like, it was more of like a union of people connected to an organisation. It's an organisation that's physically based... In a location, but, but they like also have members yeah, everywhere, thousands yeah. of people everywhere. Uh, and so, so Tim Berners-Lee was like, you know what? It's really long o'clock trying to communicate with these fools all around the world. True. Because remember, for all the young people who listen to this, and there are many probably, there wasn't the World Wide Web. You couldn't get onto a messenger and be like, hey, you know, what up? What, what did we have? We had phone calls. And letters. <laughs> Oh, wow. I thought I expected that this to be slightly longer. Yeah, we had telephones and we had letters. I mean, if you want to, if, if you want to get like really technical, I guess you could still technically send like Morse code if you really wanted to, but <laughs> yeah. not really. But it was like the facts. If you had to send a document immediately to someone across the world, it's like, oh, faxes you a fax. as well. We had yeah. facts. So, but again, if you're doing loads of scientific research, it's like, this isn't the best way to do it. So they were like, or Sir Tim Berners-Lee was like, we need a way to communicate and send information and have information readily available around the world. Yeah. And so they came up with the concept of the web. And uh, they he proposed it in like 1989. They came with another proposal in 1990. And by the end of 1990, they had like the first, he had helped. Well, I can't remember if it was like um, 
he solo developed it or if he worked with like a team or whatever to make the first web browser mm. and the first web server. Okay. So those were the two key things you needed. You need a server and a browser. So, you know, uh, a place where the, <laughs> where the internet is located and a thing to see it. So the, the, the server is where the internet is like stored. It's where the internet is indeed stored. So um, they were like, this is how we're going to start with it. Okay. And, and this is the web, this is the web server. Here's a browser to view all the things on the server. So, um, they called, <laughs> uh, in all the, the first website was just a website saying, Hey, we've made a website. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was it. It was just like, welcome to the World Wide Web. This is a page all about the World Wide Web. And now here are some links to some documents for you to peruse. Now, now you don't have to fax us. You don't have to give us a phone call. You don't have to send a pigeon with like a really long list <laughs> of carriers or whatever. Um, or smoke signal. And it was made on a Next computer. Have you ever heard of Next? I mean, there's a clothing brand. I mean, what a journey they've gone <laughs> if they had anything to do with it at the beginning. No, but uh, it's this own kind of journey itself. Um, uh, Next was the company started by Steve Jobs right. after he left Apple or got yes. fired from Apple. Uh, and the Next were these giant, expensive educational computers that were like really powerful, but super expensive, like $17,000 for like you know, the tower. And would um, they be more aimed at like universities and places yeah, of learning and stuff they, like they, that? They were education focused because uh, the, uh, the thinking back then was like, well, IBM and Windows now owns everything to do with business. Mm. So they were like, we can't really aim for business. So we're going to aim for education. Nice. Uh, and then next, uh, the, the operating system that they made for next ended up being bought by Apple. Steve Jobs returned to Apple and that's the start of modern Apple. Yeah. Just like that. Um, so yeah, so the internet was made on the next computer. Because Steve Jobs was fired from Apple, wasn't he? He was fired from Apple. And then in between being fired from Apple in like 1985 or six, and then him rejoining Apple in like 1998, he, he basically helped run two companies. One was Next and the other one was Pixar. Wow. <laughs> Which I don't know how many people know, but I was sort of like an interesting little tidbit. He's such like a, a Forrest Gump character, Steve Jobs. Do you know what I mean? He just like, has like, he, like, his fingers in so many pies. He did. He, he almost bankrupted himself trying to like get Pixar off the ground because he was like, you have some amazing technology, but you don't know what to do with it kind of thing. So yeah. like, you know, someone suggested making movies and he was like, yeah, do that. But they were like, this is costing a lot of money and we don't know if it's going to work or be successful. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the World Wide Web yes. was invented and made on a next computer. And the first web server was Sir Tim Berners-Lee's um, next computer. So the entire internet was on this one man's machine and it was so important that, um, you know, you think that they would have like some really high tech solution to say, don't mess with the internet. Kind yeah. of thing. It was literally a handwritten note saying, this is a server, please don't turn off. <laughs> and if they, if anyone turns off, like, all right, the internet's down. So it was like, <laughs> literally just a post-it note. It was literally a post-it note. Wow. Um, and yeah, so. The internet used to be such a fragile thing. It was a very fragile thing. So that was the start of it. The first page was, you know, that page saying, hello, welcome to the internet. This is it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, this is all from home.cern, the website. So home.cern. And they have a replica of the first website. So you can go and visit the first ever website. That's and interact cool. With it. And, and there's two versions of it. Can we do that afterwards? We can. Because I've never seen it. <laughs> it's not that interesting. I think my, my explanation of it is more interesting than the website. I mean, I think I'll get a good like five seconds of joy out of seeing it. There is, there is a kind of a cool side thing to it as well, which we can look at, uh, which is, um, so again, you have to remember 1989, 1990, the concept of the mouse was still brand new. Mm. So even just navigating with a pointing device was still new. So the first browser was 
one with uh, based on an X computer or made on an X computer and was that kind of like using a mouse and using a graphical interface. But because a lot of people didn't have Next computers because they were so expensive, someone else made a browser that was line node based, which is the matrix style, like green text, black background, just typing out commands to be able to access yeah. different parts of a website. Like a, like a, it's like a green console screen. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very Fallout 3. That's cool. Yeah. And again, they have a simulation of that on the website, which you can look at. Excellent. So that's what we're going to be doing. Um, and here's the opening. I feel like I'm at the science museum. This is great. <laughs> well, because we always do like history stuff. So I was like, I'm going to find something different. Yeah. Um, and try and find something uh, a bit that isn't based in ancient history or during the medieval ages. And I was trying to find stuff that had nothing to do with France. Obviously, I failed on that front. <laughs> but two out of three isn't bad. And here's the opening statement on the first of our website. The World Wide Web, in brackets W3, is a wide area hypermedia information retrieval initiative aiming to give universal access to a large universe of documents. I mean, it's, I mean, like the idea of it is a very noble idea on on like that man's part, Lee's part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to to bring knowledge to the world and share it. I mean, obviously, it came from a very like scientific um, basis, like amongst like professors and stuff, and the need to like share information as quickly as possible so they can do the amazing things that they were doing. But yeah, it's still like a very like noble endeavor mm. to like share information and it's just like i imagine i'm just guessing you, you might it might not go this way but it's just like it's interesting to think about the beginning of it when mm. it was just like this noble yeah information sharing this thing. education based thing where it's like we want to spread information and we want and what the internet and what's like this now, now? <laughs> like i said this is the, this is the this, these are humble beginnings of uh of what it was it's almost a tragedy in it's almost mind. tragedy it's almost like um the road tower is paved with the best intentions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you put it way better than I've written it down here, which is the internet now sucks. But, you know, that's besides the point. One interesting thing I found was that in all the documentation where they talk about the World Wide Web, uh, they never abbreviated it to www. They always abbreviated it to w3. So everything was written as welcome to w3 dot whatever. I quite like that. And I like w3. it. w3. w3 because www is the only abbreviation in the world which is longer to say than the word itself. World Wide Web. Yeah, that's quicker to say than www. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Which is why no one bothers with it anymore. Because w is two syllables. Yeah, w. Mm. Is it two syllables? Double, double u. Double three syllables. Oh, yeah, syllables. that's like nine syllables. syllables. Yeah, yeah, w, w, we, w, we got there. www. World Wide Web. Yeah, it's three times as long. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, w3 is great. So that's the, the humble beginnings. You would think that the guy who in almost single-handedly invented the modern way of communication and entertainment and dissemination of information, you'd think he'd be more famous. And this was Lee. This is Tim, Sir Tim Berners-Lee. Tim Berners-Lee. Um, well, see, see what I mean? We're still like, wait, who? Like, <laughs> like I, th- I, th- I find it weird that he's... Because normally with these kind of technologies... I understand people aren't famous for it because it's normally a whole team of people. It's yeah. like a whole organization came up with a thing. So you don't ever attribute it to one person. Yeah. But And he did have a team, but it was him spearheading it. It was him who wrote proposals. Like his project. He, you know, he helped develop, like do the actual technical work on developing the first browser. So it's like, I'm shocked. And I remember, I think the first time I ever heard of the of the guy was at the London, London Olympic 2012 opening ceremony. Right. Because... I don't know if you remember it, but there was a whole, there's a very brief segment where it just shows a man typing at a computer being like, hello world or whatever. And they bring it up on screen. So Tim Berners-Lee, inventor of the World Wide Web. And that was the first time I heard of it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so that was that. So that was kind of the start. And then as I alluded to, 
they kind of started spreading this. They brought it online. They brought, they kind of sent out the information to, you know, to the other establishments and the other institutes and stuff. Uh, one of the big issues with actual any kind of growth was the complete lack of uh, easy access to it. So like I said, the only way to access it was with a browser on a next computer. Not everyone had 17 grand spare back in the yeah. day for a next computer and a browser. So so would, so would every place that wanted to be linked to it have to have their own next server at their no, own establishment no they would need to have uh, a next computer right. but not not the server they would just need their computer the and server the, was still always in one place the, the server was still in Sir Tim Berners-Lee's office with but, they, a, but then like how I mean I don't know I, yeah. how, how do they connect to it first to get what they need and it's like <laughs> did they have like ethernet cables like how did their people connect they to were it? they were still using phone lines back then of course yeah, yeah. So, so they had like a phone connection and then don't ask me how they connected the thing that was meant to go to a phone to a computer instead yeah, and no. somehow came up with the communication. They just did. I wonder anything. if it was dial-up for them as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They wouldn't have had broad... Well, I don't know if they had that whole... I, yeah, I was talking about like that. Yeah, the ringtones. <laughs> um, I hope they did. I hope they did. Where every single time they had to have an important meeting, all right, one second goes... <laughs> and, then, and then everyone else complaining, I can't make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, I know, we're on the internet, but what? Never mind. <laughs> we'll explain it later. It's a secret. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so that was one kind of stumbling block where they were like, no one can actually access this thing. And so uh, another person, Nicola Pello, she was a student doing a work placement at CERN at the time. She's the one who wrote out uh, the code for this uh, Line Node browser so that anyone could access it. Nice. Very, very basic, very matrix codey, but it worked. It meant that people without a next computer could now like look at the internet which was a big deal so would it be like run this document and then I would, uh, like, bring it out well i checked the simulator oh yeah and uh, the simulator has it so that it brings up all so, so <laughs> it's really cool actually so you load it up and it does that thing where it gives you like the green swipes across the screen cool. it's, like a, it's, it's like going like that and it shows you all the links and each link has a number at it so it's like go to the home page is one go to this page two go to the bibliography is three and at the bottom there's just an entry field you just type in one two or three press enter and they go the screen reloads and goes to that page instead that's cool so it's very basic it works if you're dealing with like five things yes Facebook maybe not so much yeah because it'd be a bit more complex well, I mean the amount of tabs I've got open on my phone would make make that woman weep <laughs> <laughs> it's too much for like shame or joy I don't know it's just Chrome, you use so much RAM, Chrome, why? <laughs> There's no need. I'm just looking at pictures of otters. Um, Someone noticed how many tabs I had opened yesterday and like, it was like... Did I scold you for it? I got scolded. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I, it's like, I, it's like, I click on things on Instagram and it opens a new window every time, which I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of tabs open on my phone. It's not good. I can't have tabs. I have to have tabs open for work. And it just gives me anxiety because I'm like, oh, we need to, we need to, can you send me the link for that thing? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I just look at the top and it's just 20 icons of the oh, same thing. On, on like a laptop or a computer, like that grosses me out. I can't handle but it. But on your like, phone, you're fine? On my phone, because you don't see them all. <laughs> and it's only when you click on like to see them. It's like, and it's just like, I've got about 50. But what's sight out of mind. I'll sight out of mind. But on a computer, you got, you see all the tabs. So it's like, I'm like maximum. <laughs> you're like, <"Ugh."> maximum <laughs> six. Before I get stressed. It's so gross. But yeah, so that was the start of it. And then in December 1991, the first US server came online. So I like to, in my head, it sounds like the start of like Skynet or something. It's like, oh, it's come online. Came online, absolutely. Um, And it was, and I I put a note here, which was um, the first US server came online, uh, December 1991, in a particle physics laboratory in California. And I'm like, 
I love how sciencey all these things yeah. are. Because it's not, it kind of makes sense because there wasn't like a dedicated IT division back then because it didn't yeah. exist. It, like none of these things existed. It wasn't a computer division or anything like that. It was all sciencey stuff. So it got invented in like a nuclear research lab and then first came online in the US in a particle physics lab. And then it just kind of proliferated from there. And it's quite nice that it was invented for, you know, for the, to the share, as we said earlier, like the sharing of access mm. to information amongst these like establishments as opposed to someone trying to like plug a gap in a market yeah, and just like was, make money from it. It was purely with good information. It was, it was just, I don't know how much of it was laziness based. Like I'm sick of faxing <laughs> so many documents. There's got to be another there's, way. There's got to be another way. Um, it's like Spangler. Spangler? Yeah. He was like, my, my shop is so dusty. That was it. Yeah. I'm just going to make my own, going to make my own vacuum cleaner, do it myself. <laughs> He's basically Tim Berners-Lee. Just. And they've got no credit for it. <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, Tim Berners-Lee got credit. He just he's just not widely known. It's got so it's, it's it's not like anyone really like took credit or stole away from it. Again, it was all done in good faith. It was all like, oh, you did this thing, cool, let's do this other thing or whatever. So yeah, so that was the kind of start of it. It wouldn't be until 1993 where the world would get its first good, in massive quotation marks, good web browser. Okay. Called Mosaic. So we were three years old. Mosaic came out. We we were three. What's your? What's the first? When's the first time you saw a computer? Oh my god, that is a really good question. <laughs> um, I've got a different question later, which is because this is again for the younger listeners out there, and also this is for posterity because I feel like people don't talk about this enough. Where we grew up and there was no internet, <laughs> we yeah, had, we had nothing. For we the just longest we time. just had cartoons. Um, <laughs> That's all we needed. I think the first period I saw was probably at school. I couldn't say specifically which one. That's a good point. I didn't even consider that, but yeah. Probably school. saw one in school. I remember school and then there was like, here's a little education program, like click on the bug, click on the red thing, click on that and then play games afterwards. And I have a vague, I have a vague recollection. I remember being so excited. I remember being in PC World with like my whole family when we were buying, my parents were buying like our first yeah. home computer. The first beige box. Yeah, and it was like a thousand pounds. <laughs> It was like £999. It was so huge. And, and and you couldn't turn it off until it said, it's okay to now turn me off. Yeah. Do you remember that screen? It's now okay to turn off your computer and you have to press the button then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and why did like computer monitors like come in that horrible like cream colour that really shows dirt? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's cheaper to do beige. You just get like really like grubby marks on like the yes. on button from like gross kids, such as myself. <laughs> Back when we were gross kids being yeah. gross, just touching the beige computer. Yeah, it was grim. Um, but yeah, so 1993, first good web browser comes out. It's called Mosaic. Uh, it's developed for both PC and Mac and all systems back then, whatever other insane systems were available in the early 90s, like the Motorola PC or whatever the <laughs> hell was going on. Uh, IBM PCs, woo! But yeah, but it worked on both PC and Mac. So I remember seeing, at secondary school, I remember seeing, like, our old IBM computers about. <laughs> but obviously, like, we'd moved, to, we'd moved on to Windows With, uh, by then. Old IBM computers with like the horizontal yeah, uh, tower. Exactly. It was <laughs> like, like a, it was like a, it was a grill. It looked like a grill, yeah. <laughs> it sounds so industrial. It does. Like, like send them back into the factories. So yeah, so uh, yeah, and, and Mosaic was developed in, in Illinois, uh, so in America, in the National Center for Supercomputing Applications. Cool. Uh, which again, so we're no longer in particle physics and nuclear silos. We're now in a supercomputer uh, center. Um, now, here's a key thing. This is one of the keyest things, and probably the reason, maybe partially the reason why Sir Tim Berners-Lee doesn't, um, isn't as widely known as uh, maybe I think he should. Uh, in 1993, CERN made 
the World Wide Web source code available on a royalty-free basis. Okay. They essentially made it free software that anyone could use and do anything they want with, uh, which is a humongous deal because they had the option to be like, this is ours mm. and this is our thing. The internet is us yeah. and, and only we have it. And if you want to be involved in it, you have to pay us. That is what I imagine any company these days would do yeah. because you know, companies are big on their IP, they're big on their technologies, and they're like, this is what makes us valuable, so we have to protect it. That's why Absolutely. That's why every company is suing every company under the sun. But back in 1993, they were like, no, this is kind of important. We're not going to... This is like human progress. This is, yeah, this is... Well, it, it was progress, and then, as we mentioned, yeah. slight downturn now. But if they'd licensed it, yeah, they would have had more money than God, or... It's big for two reasons, because one, they would have had more money than God, or it would have stifled internet development as a whole. Because if it became a thing where you had to pay for it, less people would have been into it, it wouldn't have become... They're the has got a cash on. <laughs> yeah, it's a passing fad. But isn't there like... was? I think I saw it on social media somewhere where there was like a, a Sun article or something about the internet when it first came out. And it was just like, <laughs> this isn't going to catch on. They're like, this will be like... This is going to be... The, oh, yeah, well, well, the hype around this will be over in Old media. Old media are like that about any kind of new media. Yeah. It's why, it's why newspapers... Newspapers said it about, like, radio. Radio said it about TV. TV said it about film. Film said it about, like, the internet or, or about video games. Like, when the, the video game crash happened in the 80s, they were like, oh, yeah, video games, they were just a fad. They're done. Yeah. They're, they're, they're gone now. So every single media thinks that the newest thing is nothing. Oh, it's just a lot of people being self-conscious. Yeah. Being a bit, uh, bit uh, not underloved. Yeah. That said, TikTok, never catching on. Yeah. Never catching on. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, less, less said about to talk, the better. the better. The better. I've got it for various unimportant reasons, but I despise it. Oh man, <laughs> this is like the, the horrible end of the story. Anyway, go, let's go back to the good bit. Let's go back to the good bit when it was all shiny and new. <laughs> and that like, everyone was full of hope and everyone was giving it out for free. <laughs> back when it was shiny and beige. Um, <laughs> it was delicious. So beige. It, was, it was so good. Uh, Green and beige. But, oh, it was just gross. Yeah, boys. They, they weren't good. The mouse doesn't work. All right, take out the little rubber ball and clean it. Oh, <laughs> and the amount of gunk that would be in there. I mean, like, we've come far, but also we've strayed from the sun. If you ever said to someone now, oh, yeah, we, we had, like, computer mice back in the day, yeah, except you, they, they were activated by a little rubber ball <laughs> inside of it. Yeah. And what happened if you lost the ball? I, I don't know, you just didn't have a working oh, mouse anymore. The mouse was the empty shell of it from the oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Well, if, if you were a pro like me, if you lost the ball, you would then manipulate the little uh, controls in, inside. inside with your fingers. And you just, I'm doing a very horrific I know, I was, I was literally about to say, <laughs> once again, somehow, you, you somehow managed to show me things with your hands. I'm just like, please take your fingers out it's of why this, It's why this is never going to be a visual podcast. I think it's because you went for two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that was what, that's like, that was a bit that was like, not okay. <laughs> Um, I was trying to hide as well. I had my hand up and I was like, I was like hey, you knew it was inappropriate. You yeah. knew what you were doing. No, I didn't. I didn't. I was being sincere. I was being sincere. I think it was the eye contact as well. Probably didn't help. If yeah. I was just like this, yeah. 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 I was looking dead help. at you. Uh, but, it, you know, the internet has, not, you know, done this to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all circular. It's, it's circular. It's circular. It's not to all of us. It's fine. Um, back in the good old days, uh, by the end of 1994, four-year-old us, uh, there were 10 million users of the web. Which is a, a substantial number, you know, considering, you know, how many people actually had computers yeah. back then as well. Because, again, they were seen as a luxury item. Like you said, the, the cost, even when 
we were buying when our families were buying our first computers. Yeah. Massive, massive investments. Now it's like, computer's broken, might get a new one. Yeah. All right. Like, it's just that now. It just doesn't matter. Especially if, like, you get, like, refurbished ones, there's so many models, there's, like, such a massive price range now as well. Or some people who are just like, oh, I don't need a full computer, just let me just get an iPad or let me just, exactly. get, a, let me just get an Android tablet or something. Um, so this period, up until about... So we're in 1994. We're in 1994. <laughs> um, and so that kind of period between 89 and 94 is this kind of big bit of... Uh, innovation and invention and this a wonderful. Bit of a boom. It's, it's it's like the start of like the techno uh, the the information age kind yeah, of nice. thing. Um, where or the productivity age where they're not really, you know, using it for anything for you know out, in terms of like entertainment or stuff like that. The internet's now known for none of that's happened. Okay, it's pretty much all you know, information, a lot of business stuff, a lot of communication stuff, that kind of thing. Uh, and this period up until about two thousand. To between maybe 2003, 2004, different estimates vary. This is retroactively known as Web 1.0. Okay. Known as the read-only internet. Uh, and the characteristics being all the things I mentioned, where it's mostly just static pages with bits of information linked together with hyperlinks to go click on this thing, click on this thing, click on this thing. And so that's post-2003 Web 1.0? Uh, uh, pre-2003. Is Sorry, yes, pre-2003 is Web 1.0. Um, and yeah, so that was that was the start of it. And uh, one, so so the descriptions of this is like it's a read-only net, you know, there's no uh, action on the part of the user to, you know, change things or add things or whatever. Essentially a Kindle. It's a yeah, basically, it's a Kindle with links to it. Yeah. So if you've, I don't know if a Kindle can do that, but uh, that's essentially what it is. Uh, there's nothing interactive, the user is passive. Uh, and one interesting tidbit, Running ads was apparently banned, so you weren't allowed to put ads in there. God knows how they enforced that or how they decided yeah. on that. Uh, but again, this is where you can kind of see it's still like a, it's still being developed and enforced by people who are into the education side of it and into the the beneficial side of it rather yeah. than the profit side. It's not of ready it. to be monetized yeah. yet. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a commercial thing to these people. Um, so yeah, and then I had a question, which was, uh, did you have any experience with the internet before 2000 or just elite PC gaming? <laughs> elite PC gaming? What do you uh, mean? As in, I, was, I, think, I think the point I was trying to make when I was sleepily putting these notes together was like, did you have any experience with the internet before 2000 or were you just an elite PC gamer just playing games and doing no internet stuff? I think it was just games. Mm. Um, I mean, like, the earliest thing I can remember was like Quake 3. It's like <laughs> doing like local net on that and stuff like that, like LAN on that. Um I think I don't really remember using the internet much in terms of like I remember like BBC Bite Size. <laughs> Bite Size was sick back in the day, and that, it was that just like, saved my grades. And you had to like load really slow games. Um, <laughs> it took ages to load them on really slow internet. And I think also because like the internet was so slow, I think you know that put that, that put you off sometimes. Yeah, why would you do anything if it takes fifteen years to do? And it? as you mentioned earlier, like if someone needs to make a phone call, you're off. Yeah, no, my mum would kick. Kick I think the biggest it. thing I used was like AOL Instant Messenger. I never used Instant Messenger. I, I, I AIM. Was, I, was, I was one of the guys who went direct to MSN. I never uh, went to AIM and then it was and then it was MSN. Yeah, that was the next big thing. Um, yeah, I didn't have the internet until two thousand. MSN. MSN was sick. Uh, I think yeah, I think I didn't have the internet until about two thousand two, two thousand three. But then I was like dial up, like get off the internet. I need to make a phone call, kind yeah. of internet. And then I didn't get broadband. Blue Yonder, back in the day. The, oh, yeah. The, the OG Blue Yonder uh, broadband back in, like, 2004. And it was... That seemed like magic at the time. It's like, you're on the internet and you can make a phone call? God damn it. And again, young people who here are like, well, you can make a phone call. What about 
what about your mobile phone? What about your smartphone? Shut up. <laughs> there wasn't our phone. There was just the phone. There was the phone. It was, was attached the to the house. Yeah. And you had to remember every important number. Otherwise, you just didn't talk to anyone. And that was that was our childhood. And then it's like the phone has to be in like a very central place. So it's like equal access to everybody. <laughs> and it's like if you're making a phone call, you did it in the hall. You did it in a hall. You had to stand for 30 minutes just in the hall having yep. a phone call. Um and that's because it was attached to this thing called a wire, which people don't know about these days. Phones on what? wires. What? 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 You don't change the battery? I don't know why we're going to an American accent when we do that. <laughs> that was just how it was. Um, so that's... You had to finger your mouse? <laughs> and then you fingered the buttons? What? Uh, what? <laughs> what about the Wi-Fi? Shut up. Uh, so that's the period known as Web 1.0. Web 1. Goes up to about 2000, 2001. Uh, because then we have what's known as... Have you ever heard of this? There's a lot of me asking if you've ever heard of a thing. But have you ever heard of this? The dot-com bubble burst. I have heard the phrase. <laughs> I don't know what it means, yeah. but I have heard the phrase. I, I have been in one of those conversations where someone asked me and I was just nodding like, mm, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know what they were talking about. Uh, the dot-com bubble burst was because... Uh, we start to leave the wholesome era of oh, the early no. 90s. And this because, is it? <laughs> well, not, not yet. It, it's, it's a different type of unwholesomeness. It was the business unwholesomeness. The, right. It was the investors looking to be like, ooh, a dot-com thing, I'm going to invest in this. Nice. Because they were all doing massively well because the, the internet was booming more and more. And so any company uh, that then got a website was seen as a as a like a surefire thing to be a massive hit. So investors yeah. would, would speculate on it and... Like these crazy companies, like, you know, websites that had like no history and no prior experience, they would list themselves on the stock market and an investor would like give them millions of dollars for nothing because they're just like, it's dot com, it's going to be good, like no matter what, that, because it was so new. Um, and they were literally just like a holding page. It's, you know what? It's exactly like crypto, where no one knew what the hell crypto was. And then they saw crypto like, like oh, what? If you invested in crypto and now you've got like $10,000. Like, I'm going to do it as well. It was yeah. that, but with dot com. Um, websites. That just reminded me, do you remember those websites where it was literally like a page that had been bought and it was like, you had to, you could spend a dollar one, a pixel. A dollar a pixel, yeah. yeah. And like for like advertising purposes. And it's like, man, like that's so clever. It was With, really, like, really It's well so, done. so clever. And you know, that, whoever like invented that or like, you know, those people that did that was like, you know, some very savvy and quick thinking. I don't even know what year that was. I'm trying to... I mean, we were, we were... Yeah, we were in, like... We just started like, being our teens. Like, you know, it's around the time of... Um, You're the man now, dog. Why is he ending? So good. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but yeah, because they had this giant expansion of all these companies and all this money going in, into it, eventually the kind of... The bubble burst, so to speak, uh, where everyone realised, oh, these things make zero money. Like, nothing's happening. Advertising wasn't as big on the web back then. There weren't really a lot of services. Again, because there's, there's a lot of people, but not millions and millions and millions of people willing to spend money on the internet as well. To, also to thinking about that, because now we're in like the early 2000s, they, you know, we've just survived mm. 2000. Yeah. Know? I can't even think of what it was called. What was oh, what, well, Y2K? Yeah, we've just survived <laughs> Y2K. That, like, that, that's that thing that didn't happen. That was one of the things, like uh, in, in my reading at least, there, there was a, a few things that kind of Because started... like, what we're talking about right now is like four years post Y2K, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, again, it kind of depends on your... On the definition, like different publications have different definitions of, of, the when, of when the bubble burst. So, so some were like it happened when Japan went into recession because that led to loads of people selling off shares. And that meant that everyone was like, oh shit, they need to sell off shares. So when one person sells off their shares in a company, so, so, so. everyone does it. And now all these companies are like, we have nothing, yeah. <laughs> basically. Uh, so it was that. Um, 
9-11 had kind of this weird impact on like every business where yeah. everyone kind of like stopped spending money and there was this kind of like weird downturn so that had an effect uh, and, 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 and Y2K there was this weird thing where it's like there was this massive rush before Y2K to spend a lot on information systems because they were like we need to protect this stuff we have no idea what the hell's going to happen on January 1st 2000 and so they were, people were spending millions just to, trying to like reinforce infrastructure or whatever and then when January 1st and January 2nd comes they're like oh nothing happened like, that was just a massive waste of money. I think that would be a good episode. <laughs> just Y2K. Just Y2K. Like, why do people think things were going to happen? What did people think were going to happen? I've seen footage of it. It's the f- it's funny in hindsight where people are like, planes that are flying at midnight might fall out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is definitely one to put in the bank for for a future episode. That is, so I think that would be great to talk about. So the dot-com bubble burst was almost like, uh, I picture it. It's a bit like the meteor that took out the dinosaurs. Okay. It was this thing that just wiped out bloody everything because loads of companies no longer had money, loads of them shut down, loads of businesses that tried to get into the internet now decided, nope, that's not for us. Lots of very well-established companies um, lost large amounts of money and lost market share, whatever you want to call it. Um, and in this metaphor, Amazon.com is the hardy little mammal that could... Because Amazon.com existed before the bubble. Like, they were very successful as a books, online bookstore and online services store and stuff. Uh, and they did really well. And then they got hit by the bubble bursting. They lost loads of money. But then they, they were one of the few that could, like, kind of stagger Just on. Just managed to survive. Going. Yeah. Like a cockroach. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> that's, that's the much better. Yeah. Much better one. So, uh, forget what like I said about... Like from Heroes always it's gets just, away. It's just there. It's just there. Most of it's body parts blowing off and it's like I'll survive I'll survive I'll survive survive worse than this I'll survive and I'll charge money don't worry (laughs) about it Um, so that takes us to about the mid 2000s and this is where things in my opinion uh, get a a lot less wholesome Uh, in a way it's it's kind of like a weird peak and then a trough Mm. where uh, social networking becomes a thing so this is the start of web 2.0 okay this is post the post the bubble this is post uh, the burst bubble um, where Web 2.0 starts to come to itself and it's called the social web or the more interactive web or the read-write web. And the reason for that is that uh, interaction and communication between people becomes a much bigger part of it. So as I mentioned before, with Web 1.0, these websites where it's just nothing, it's just you read it yeah, and then you log off and go home. So it's been it's been posted by like someone's like made a website and they've just posted information on there mm-hmm. and that's it. It's just like something to read. Yeah, yeah, no and, and, and that, that was it. That, that, that worked perfectly well for ten years. That was Web one point and then Web two point comes along, and it's like, what if we add a comment box? What if we add a like button? What if we add uh, the option for a person to create a user profile and have a profile and do things on a website? That's where this comes into play. This whole mindset of uh, the people who use your system and use your service are the ones creating, in massive quotation marks, the value. Mm. So by this I mean is that for the first time people could would have the option to change things on the web. And the kind of uh, classic example of this between web 1.0 and 2.0 is Encyclopedia Britannica versus Wikipedia. Whereas back in the day, Encyclopedia Britannica was like, here is a shed load of curated information done by experts, sold to you as a package and put online. Yeah. And that's the value, right? Whereas now with Wikipedia, it's like, you lot write it. The average person writes it. And then somehow, because you get millions of people writing up information, you now have this giant Vast database, absolutely mammoth database of information that the creators didn't really have to put much work into. But now it's a valuable website because of that. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Facebook. Same thing with YouTube. 
YouTube doesn't make anything. Users make it and then they upload it. And because of that, YouTube is now one of the most popular things ever and valued at however much because of, you know, all this user-generated content. It's kind of like for my 31st birthday, I asked my nearest and dearest families and friends to buy me a record for that they yeah. found significant to them and that they loved. And now... After my birthday, I have a massive record collection, which is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I did nothing. <laughs> well, you got you got the record player. That was, that was that's fun. true. That's the website. <laughs> that's that's your Wikipedia. That's my that's my hosting the page. And you, and you found out your friends are really into Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> great Arctic Monkeys albums now. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I did it. So yeah, that was the start of it. Forums also became a big thing at this point. You remember forums. I, I remember forums. Love forums. Part of me really, really misses them. Oh, face punch. Face punch. What was the other one? What was the other? There was another comics one we posted to back in the day. There was face punch, and then the, I, mean, I think I don't think it was ever as big as face punch. The other one, no, um, it wasn't. But it was more curated. It was exclusive. It was more exclusive. Yeah, and then like yeah, like D- uh, Deviant Art as well. Mm. Um, I was on there a fair amount. Um, but yeah, forums were fantastic. They were amazing. I really do miss them. I, I, I mean, they've mostly been replaced by reddit now and yes. i don't know if you use reddit much i use it way i don't too much. i don't use hardly ever use reddit um yeah i mean maybe i should use it more don't I mean, it's quite fun don't but i feel like it might be just another time sink it's a massive need. time sink as a person who uses it every day at every moment don't get it <laughs> pardon me in um, <laughs> was that you an allergic reaction to it like, <laughs> um in uh westfield in white city there's this big um, Reddit advertisement and it's like this big interactive screen I started seeing it yeah and it's like there's like two comments or whatever they're called on Reddit mm-hmm. like the upvoted yeah. things and I'm like if that's live that's dangerous <laughs> <laughs> like something really yeah. bad could be like yeah. upvoted but I'm sure they've got some sort of protection around it yeah, I've seen I've seen they've put uh, adverts on like the tube as well there's like like poster adverts yeah as well for Reddit which as a guy who's used Reddit for a while that's surreal to see. It's like the first time you saw like a MySpace ad or whatever. Yeah. Or something like that or Facebook or... Or the first time I saw like... You, do, like, like, do you remember uh, that meme? Like that successful kid meme? It's the one where he's like this. Yes, but, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember seeing his photos used for like a Virgin Money advert. Wow. And it was, it was like... It was, like, it was the first time I'd seen like a meme be used in the real world. Yeah. Where, and they said like, oh, when you... And it, it said something like, oh, when you save money with Virgin money and it's success a kid like, kid like that and, and then, he even comes into my lessons i use his picture like when i'm talking about how we could be successful this lesson this right? virgin ad this has nothing to do with what i'm talking about but that virgin ad even photoshopped his, his t-shirt because his t-shirt's green yeah and they photoshopped it to be red it's very subtle because mm. it's like they don't change anything else about the picture just that they just change it to red just so it fits in with the, with the virgin branding it's so bad um do you want to hear something really depressing <laughs> oh here we go that boy's really he's old really old now he's grown up <laughs> That says a lot about us. That kid is so old, he's now reminiscing about the things we're talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, he must be in like his late teens now. I wonder how old um, the Charlie Bit Me kids. They're probably like older than us now. Older <laughs> than know. us? I don't know, I'm joking, I don't know. Um, I reckon, yeah, they must be in their like, late 20s as well now. They probably suffer with like bad backs and thinking about retirement plans, all that kind of stuff. That kind of thing. You now, often I'm looking at my pension plan now. I'm just like, bloody hell. Just every couple of days. <laughs> I got an email being like, um, oh, we, we can help. It's like national, it's national will writing months to me. Did you know that? I got an email um, being like, we can give you a free will because like, you helped us with like the marathons. I'm just like, should I look into this? <laughs> Is this a good idea? I am nearly 32. Um, Bugger that. No. Uh, if, I, if I'm going to do a will, I'm going to do a video will. 
I'm gonna, do it, I'm gonna do it as my age now, so it makes no sense to anyone in like thirty years time or whenever the hell it that's happens. So good. Um, anyway, we've got massively off track. But anyway, <laughs> so that's uh, Web two point Do you um, remember a certain lad called Tom Anderson? No. You don't remember Tom Anderson? Tom Anderson is the MySpace guy. Oh, crap. I was going to do a whole bit where I was like... MySpace Tom? Yeah. I was going to do a whole bit where it's like, George, he was your friend. Oh, my God. He was your first friend. He was my friend. first friend. And you forgot all about him. A betrayal. MySpace. MySpace. Uh, so Tom Anderson, one of the founders of MySpace. Um, and MySpace came about because he worked at a different social networking site. Right. But him and his friends, who worked at a social networking site, used a different social networking site called Friendster. 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 Totally. We, I, I don't think we ever had it. No, I don't think we ever had, had it. it. We used it. Uh, and they were like, hmm, Friendster, that looks good. Let's do that. But, you know, not terrible or however they felt about it. And so they went and created MySpace. The timeline for this, Friendster was 2002. Okay. MySpace, 2003. Here's one. I don't know if you use this one. High Five. Heard of it. Never used it. 2004. I used it. It was sick. And then Facebook was technically 2004, but came to the UK later because it used to be some exclusive thing back in the US where it's like only if you had a university account yes. or something. What are your memories of MySpace? Because I I thought, looking back, because I looked at that date and I was like, 2003? I was like, mm. that makes sense. Because I, I was like, I swear I used it before then. And then I remembered, oh no, I didn't even have decent internet in 2003. I think I started using it like 2005, maybe, right before. Yeah, 2004, 5, 6. It's like right that before was like the heyday for me. And then I remember sixth form was a, the, the turbulent time. Oh, so during sixth form as well, like use that, 2007, 2008. I remember because, do you remember the the, the amazing, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound wild, the amazing customi- customizability of MySpace where you're like... Of your whole page. Where it's like, code it yourself, code in HTML and add in a YouTube link to your favourite video or whatever. And people would like actually go out and try to learn code to be able to do that. I learned... Cool MySpace pages. I learned a bit of HTML just from trying to... Because I had to add in, like, the latest Linkin Park video to it. So of course you did. I was just like, well, okay, let me find out the code for this. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of positive things there. Like, you're kind of given the tools to, like, learn how to code or, like, play with code. Um, and that's, like, very creative. And so you could make your page, like, represent your identity. Yeah. Um, and I think it helped a lot of people, and helped me as well, like, kind of find my scene um, in terms of, you know expressing yourself about you know what you the stuff that you actually have oh, really totally. care about um being like the only emo slash grunge in school <laughs> didn't really have that i didn't really have that community <laughs> in my all boys secondary school in north london um but then like on myspace i like, met other people and like, clicked other people who did mm. so it was like you know and you know shared music and yeah i think it was a very positive thing at like one point yeah no it was myspace was like i have nothing but fond memories on myspace yeah, because me too. because I mean, it's, it's not dead. It's technically still alive. Mm. But in my mind, it died back in like 2007 or something like yeah. that. And I'm like... Oh, as oh, soon as Facebook came yeah. on the scene, it was dead. I remember sixth form, that there was that bit where people were like, you're on MySpace. They're like, no, I'm on Facebook. And I'm like, what? The transition yeah. period. And I remember people had on their MySpace profiles where, they, where there was like a testimonial or something where they just wrote, not on here much anymore. I'm on Facebook. Here's a link. Um, where does Habbo Hotel fit into this timeline? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an excellent question. I believe Habbo Hotel was... Was around the same time. It's late. It's late. I think it was late secondary school. For yeah, us. so 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 mid two thousands. It went from like Quake Three in the library to mm-hmm. to have a hotel. People being obsessed with bloody Habbo. selling selling Fernie, selling Fernie. Oh my god! <laughs> um, as with like most things like Habbo Hotel, where you like have to construct things yourself. Yeah. It's like you've got a creative space. Here's your little room. Here's your little room. Do what you want. 
again, like Animal Crossing, here's your little island, do what you want. When it gets to like the terraforming stage, where it's like, <laughs> now use your creativity to build this. I'm like, that's when I'm like, I'm out. I'm time sinking now. <laughs> it's like, this is when I'm, I haven't, I'm not following a story. I'm just literally making fake things that don't exist. <laughs> yeah. And it's just cost me a lot of time. And like, you know, people enjoy doing that and it's lovely and that's like, you do you boo. But like, for me, I'm just like, I'd rather go like, follow the story. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I, I completely agree. I remember Habbo Hotel, I think, was the first time I ever made an internet purchase because I was like, I need these Habbo coins. I need the wallpaper. Mom! But the, the, this is the thing. This is how old school it was. It wasn't even an internet link. They were like, here's, you know, put in your credit card details here and pay for the thing. But again, mid-2000s, I didn't have a card. I, I, had, I didn't have access to money. How amazing was that back then? <laughs> and so I had to, like, ask my mom. I was like, can I text this number and get 20 Habbo coins and get... A wallpaper. She's like... Oh, yeah, text confirmation. And she's like, I don't understand any of the words you just said. What the hell did you just say to me? <laughs> like, like Habba coins, wallpaper, what? And I had to explain to her. And she let me do it, to be fair. And the moment I bought it, I was like, that was a mistake. Like, you know, that that, that, that kind of like post-purchase clarity where you're like, oh, uh, well, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. yeah. So that it's, like a, it's like post-nut clarity. I was trying not to say post-nut clarity. <laughs> uh, and you just went out and shot it. So... Oh, it's a real thing, though. <laughs> shot it. Nice. Uh, it's a real thing, though. I it's, uh, uh, sure. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and out of, uh, out of curiosity, I just Googled High Five. You never used High Five. High no. Five was the social network thing I used before. The logo was like a hand. Yeah, it was a yeah. hand and like a Waving. five. Um, and the top two searches, when you Google High Five now, the top two searches are, how do I access my old High Five account? Yeah. And the second one was, is High Five cancelled? Now, I know what they meant. I know what they were trying to say. <laughs> but part of my head just went, did High Five do something like really controversial? <laughs> yeah. Is that why I got cancelled? Cancel uh, culture, ruining everything. <laughs> <laughs> ruining 20-year-old social networks. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, this whole segment I've just called two old guys gone a massive nostalgia trip for, yeah. for the mid-2000s. Um, life before YouTube, Facebook. Because we didn't have YouTube back then either. No one understands this. That's crazy. We didn't have YouTube. We came... just had videos and DVD box sets. We, we didn't have YouTube until like 2007. And even when we did have YouTube, it, again, we had garbage internet potentially, so we couldn't even load anything decently back then. But that was our mid-2000s period. That, that, yeah. That's the start of Web 2.0 of people contributing, becoming content creators. Uh, uh, the phrase and a job title I absolutely despise as a content moment. creator. I am a content creator. And it's I'm like, crazy. that is such a generic term because people don't want to call themselves a YouTuber or a podcaster. Thanks for subscribing. But, you know, but it's also thing. what you're do- Pick a thing because what you're doing, the content you're creating doesn't fall into art. Mm. So therefore you just have to call it content. <laughs> um so I'm, it's like it's not like a painting or I'm it's not like creator. a writer you know it's, yeah we just, i create stuff the, the, this is just the, the ramblings of an old man so like i get it i get what why they're doing i just i think it's because I, I associate content creator we do sound like bitter old man i'm not gonna lie and it's only gonna get worse from here okay cool <laughs> I, I, I meant in general just because we're getting older but i think it's because i think my issue is i associate the word content creator the same way i associate with the word influencer and i hate percent yeah i'm with influences. you there anyway Anyway, that said, I noticed, or, or the reason I was, I was getting all nostalgia about all this stuff, I was, I was thinking, I was like, I think I only visit like three websites regularly now. Okay. I, you know. And like, it's like, it's funny though, because it's like out of the vast information well, we've got, the billions of websites I have, it's like, well, there's three. Well, do, well, this is kind of the question I was, I was going to get to, which is how do you feel the internet has uh, evolved to this point now in terms of discoverability? Because if you, if you think about, to me, 
when I was a teenager, it felt like there was always some new thing to discover, like some new website. Like, oh, have you seen this website? And then you type it in, it's like, oh, it does this thing. Or there's a website that does this thing. Or the first time you heard about YouTube, it's like, what? There's just videos everywhere. And you click mm. on it. Um, whereas now it's like YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, and then like some uh, news websites. Yes. That's kind of the max what to do in day to day. Obviously, there's specific things. You know, if you have to book a flight, you're not going to go to Reddit or whatever. Yeah. But, um, that's how I feel like my habits have gone. I don't know if you feel the same or if you don't even interact with Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because mainly it's like, yeah, I mean, the things I check aren't even like, well, they're on the internet, but they're like, you know, they're apps. So it's not like an actual website. Um, but then when it, turns, when it comes to like searching something on the internet, it's always Google. And then Google is the funnel for that information. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like in terms of how easy it is to find like other things, one, you got to be interested and have the time in your hands if you want to do that, fine. <laughs> but then but then Google or whatever like search you use is in control of that, that information and what you see. Exactly. I, I use Ask Jeeves personally. No, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> no I literally, my face changed <laughs> when you said that. I remember the TV ad for like, Ask Jeeves. Um, it's like you're not serious. <laughs> no, I don't even know if it still exists. I'm going to have to follow up on that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Web two, And then my last note on this was uh, there is the very obvious, what I would consider negative effects of Web 2.0. Um, the, yeah, the, so, spreading, so the spreading of misinformation, the uh, how it's been able to facilitate hate speech anonymously because people can just say whatever they want and not have any consequences. Um, the selling of personal information because a lot of people have provided value in massive quotation marks yeah. to websites and then websites can sell it off. So people's information is up for grabs. It all really sucks, which kind of puts a dampener. On web 2.0. And then that's not even all, like, all the frauds. Yeah. People are taking advantage of other people on, a, like, a smaller basis, whereas, like, the data thing is, like, these big companies. Yeah, it's very horrific. So where do we go from here? That's a question. Web 3.0 and beyond. Ooh. I mean, like, right now we're in, like, an age where, like, you know, the internet is the best and worst of us. <laughs> and, you know, it's much easier to see the worst of it. But, I mean, like, you know, human nature and... <laughs> There is, there is a lot of bad stuff on there. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking about, like, I don't suppose you know... <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into this conversation. <laughs> I don't suppose you know when, like, you know, the first, like, porn website appeared. <laughs> and, like, porn is a great thing. Um, but when, when did that first appear? Do we know? I, I actually don't know. Um... I'm surprised you didn't delve into it. <laughs> Uh, how do I make a joke without coming across as a complete pervert? He um, said coming. <laughs> <laughs> he said the thing. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't look into it. I this mean, is where we like balance old man, yeah, old man values being like completely immature. <laughs> <laughs> Boobies. Um, I didn't look into it. Although there is that whole. You must have heard like the kind of traditional argument about how uh, porn dictates the thing that will become popular. Where back in the day it was VHS tapes versus Betamax tapes or whatever. Interesting. And, and, and everyone said that, well, it was easier to get porn on VHS, it was better on VHS, so VHS won. And the technology won, yeah. And then the next instance of that was um, like DVDs, and then the next instance was like Blu ray versus HD DVD, and oh, yeah. porn went onto Blu ray, so HD DVD just died by the wayside because yeah. of that. And so now, because <laughs> porn's on the internet, the internet wins. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what was facing the internet, maybe. There was some other technology I don't know about, but we'll never know about it because porn won on the internet. Yeah. Um, and now they're into VR and stuff as well. Again, that's another platform. That's a future platform. 
kind of thing. Uh, I mean, you could say it's just another way of consuming yeah, you know, like the internet or whatever. Um, also another way of creating. Another way of creating. <laughs> um, <laughs> gross. I mean, like, not, for, not, for, like, not talking about porn there, but like, <laughs> for, like, in general, it's another way of like creating games and experiences. I made no notes on this part of the topic because I didn't know we were going to go here. So I will now stop. Rogue fans. <laughs> Rogue fans. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone off-road. Um, so we're, we're, now we're web, at Web so, 3.0. So there, there, there's two schools of thought on this. Okay. It's, it's all very serious. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Is, has this happened or is this like, it's still like, we don't know what's going to happen? We are technically in it. In oh, okay. So according to the people who run this stuff, <laughs> according to the people who defined these things. Who study these things, yeah. You know, the guys who are in the giant secret chambers covered in shadow wearing robes being like yeah. now the internet is this um web <laughs> the time has come yeah. it has reached peak saturation <laughs> mankind is ready <laughs> they're ready for 3.0 <laughs> but can we trust them with it that's not down to us to decide <laughs> web 3.0 is apparently allegedly according to these very uh, important folks uh it's happening at the moment and the interesting thing is the definition of uh, Web 3.0. Because... Oh, God, I hope it's short in the first one. Web 1.0. Yeah, no, Web 3.0 went forever. But that, that was the foundation of all of it. Uh, web... But also, that's actually a massive sign of how, like, our attention is and, <laughs> uh, and our, our language is now yeah. almost ruined. Yeah, like, pretty much. I don't want to go back and read that first sentence that was really long. I've loads of long words in. Um, <laughs> can give I... me the short version. Can I see it in an app? Can I, see, can I see it in a GIF? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awful because, yeah... Because yeah. I, I would rather see a lot of information as GIFs or GIFs or whatever, just because I'm like, yeah, I'll focus on that for 20 seconds. Yeah. And then, like... No, That's all I've got. <laughs> That's all I've got. I, I, time's money. Um, so the the current definition is apparently split now between what Web 3.0 is, because there are some people who consider it um, the usage of the technology in terms of... or, or, or the evolution of, tech, of the technology, what they call Web 3.0, the semantic web. And I know you're looking at me as if to say, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> what the hell did you what, just say? What on earth is that? Danny, what is the semantic thing? Semantic web. What is the semantic web? Semantic web. This is essentially the the understanding. I, I've been doing like quotation marks in the air like seven times during this episode. Uh, but it is the incorporation or sorry, the semantic web is the understanding web. The incorporation of AI and algorithms and machine learning into the web. Which has already begun. It has already begun. It's already begun. It's scary. It's very scary. And people throw around the word algorithm all the time. But it is essentially here. So instead of it just being, you know, type a word into Google or YouTube and getting the responses, it is now typing a word into Google or YouTube and having it understand what you're looking for. Where it's not just blue ball. It's blue ball's like, ooh, but what kind of blue ball, huh? Because now Google... Why did you choose blue ball? I don't... (laughs) Why did you choose I didn't, I, did, I didn't do that on purpose. This is what the internet has done to I us. didn't do it on purpose. Anyway. I just tried to pick a, a thing. Can you just go for like tricycle? Tricycle. Right. So before you type in the word tricycle and it would show up, you know, tricycle, whatever. But now if you type in tricycle, it'll show a tricycle. But then you click on a picture of a tricycle and it'll show you all the similar things to a tricycle. Yeah. It's not just straight up show me the exact thing that this thing has been tagged as. It's this is a thing and then a the computer understands, oh, that's a tricycle. And it'll show you other tricycles. It will show you things that look similar to a tricycle. It will show you websites that have something to do with a tricycle or whatever. Um, and that is the start of semantic of the semantic web and the learning web. So now it's computers understanding what we want, uh, having the computers learn more about what we want, um, and then showing us what we want. Again, not a, necessarily a good thing, mm. because this creates the whole thing of 
you know, what people call echo chambers where they're, where they're like, well, every time I search for this information, of course. it shows me this thing, so I'm right. And they're like, well, it's showing you that thing because it knows you want to see it. And they know that you, where you live and they yeah. know what area you're in. They understand, like, and we get really into it, like, you know, our voting patterns on yeah. the area and stuff. So maybe, it, yeah, it just ends up showing you what you want to see. All this meta information which is able to craft the world that you want to see. And that's, you know, and that is so, so true of like the last, you know, five or six years when when Brexit was happening and when Trump was elected. You, we went to bed that night, those both of those evenings being like, there is no way <laughs> we're leaving the EU. There is no way that Trump is going to be elected because all I heard at the time, like back in like 2016, mm-hmm. 2016, um, 2016, was on my social media and on the internet and stuff, everything I saw and everyone like I follow on social media and stuff is obviously, I've, they've got the same opinion as me. Yeah. And so like, everyone thinks the same way that I do. That's all I'm seeing. And it's like a massive shock when it's like, <laughs> oh, it's just some of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the, that's one interpretation of what Web 3.0 is, the semantic web and understanding, which I think is very accurate. I'd say it's, it's a very meaningful uh, uh, evolution of the internet, for better or worse. Uh, and then the second path, uh, which kind of goes in a different direction, naturally, because it's a second path, is uh, the fragmentation of the internet in okay. terms of how we consume it in terms of the devices. So again, if you go back to Web 1.0 and 2.0 to a lesser extent, the internet was a thing that you sat at your computer and browsed via a browser. Now, it's on the phone, it's on the watch, it's in your headphones, it's on your TV. Some people have smart fridges, some people have speakers connected to the the internet, all these things. And it's this kind of weird... And like people's whole homes... Uh, yeah. people's like you know the new home technology and stuff going on where it's like you can ask Alexa to like lock all the doors or you know open the fridge or turn the heating on my my parents house is just hooked up to Alexa really like all over the gaff and it is very weird because we have like the the doorbell thing so we've got a ring doorbell so it's a webcam and it records you know if people come to the door it alerts you if, if there's like movement at your door kind of thing it's so sensitive it kills because and, and the thing is that's hooked up to a speaker in the living room. Right. So it, it will announce it, which is, you know, fair enough. But then we've got another... There's a cat outside. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. We have another speaker in the kitchen and they just repeat each other. So if there's the slightest hint of movement, it could be a shadow moving. It could be a car passing in the distance. What does it, it say? It says, motion detected at the front door. And the thing is, they... <laughs> that's terrifying all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's done in a, in a, in a less scary way, but it's, it's, it's more like, there's a there's motion at the front door. Well, you know, very inquisitive kind of thing. But if that was in a horror movie and there was like a, a background a background track to like your situation <laughs> and someone says, there's motion at the front door, you'd be like, breaking it. <laughs> Alexa's just there like did you lock the front door <laughs> I didn't <laughs> Alexa you said you did I lied <laughs> I locked the other door it's like open um, yeah it's, 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 it's weird it's, it's a bit horrible uh, but it's you know it's the future um, and so that, that's the other way that people see the fragmentation so and, and, and there's a, a change in our behaviour in terms of our consuming of the internet because yeah. as you mentioned a lot of time just using an app you're not really using a browser. You're using a dedicated app for a dedicated purpose and consuming that dedicated amount of time or whatever and then going off and doing something else. Yeah. So there's these two schools of thought as to whether that the internet will continue to evolve in that direction or if it will evolve into this, weird, into this semantic thing. I think it's a bit of both. Okay. And it's like a weird, you know, contr- um, 
kind of combination of the two. Uh, either way, it sucks, I think. Speaking as an old man yeah. who's only getting older, I, I deplore the semantic stuff and the and the, the, the automatic AI-controlled curation of information because, yeah, it just sucks and it makes everything a lot more difficult these days. Have you seen The Social Dilemma? I haven't. Really good film on Netflix about... Oh, is this the one about all the social networks? Exactly. So, yeah, a lot of people told me to watch it and I was like, nah, I'm not doing it because I know how bad it is and I just don't want to get depressed. It is, it's, a really, it's a really great documentary and like, truly frightening. Um, you know, the guy who invented the like button doesn't work at the company anymore, but like does... His, his kids aren't on social media. He refuses to allow them on social yeah. media. And it's like the people that invented these things realise the danger and keep their own families away from it. And yeah. that tells you a lot. Um, and the other scary thing is, I can't remember, like the people who made, uh, the person who made like a similar algorithm, I can't remember which company it was for, one of the big ones, <laughs> made like these algorithms and they're like self-learning. And then, you know, once it's made and once it starts, it's just like, it's just doing its own thing now. <laughs> we can't stop it. it. Essentially, it's just growing and growing and growing without control because yeah. they don't know how to control it. And also the algorithms, the algorithms, like these things by their design, they learn faster than us. Yeah. They learn very quickly. So you're like, wait, stop. They're done. They're already like way ahead of you. They've already, and it, and it shows you exactly how they work in this, uh, uh, in, in the documentary mm. about how, you know, how to keep the the, the, the level of engagement up yeah. how to keep you on your phone for the longest period of time down to the video that's coming up next yeah. they know like we what know will that, keep you interested yeah we know that this user user x you know they they skipped the last video let's chuck a cat at one in there because we know <laughs> in, in previously this has been really successful like it had a successful hit rate like it is all of that and it is so much more manipulative and insidious ta- insidious and tailored to for them to you just to keep you on your phone and yeah. it's and it is very scary okay maybe i'll continue to not watch it maybe i'll watch it just i think i think it i mean it's definitely 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 worth just, a watch it's very good i'll watch it and then watch something completely different just to just put whack a pics on film just, yeah. um so yeah and so so those are the two futures that that lie in front of us apart from the other one which is... Uh, it's like a rogue one. It's a wild card. Well, the wild card was going to be uh, a, a topic I had thought about months ago at this point where I was thinking about how to destroy the internet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> where you must find the 13 server banks around the world. And if you destroy all 13, you can get rid of the internet. That sounds like a really good like plot line. For it sounded the same when I first heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first heard it, it's like, how do you destroy the internet? Someone's like, oh, well, there's 13 data banks at different points on the globe. And if you disrupt all of them, then that's the internet done. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? It's just... On paper, it's like as simple as that. I'm it, sure they're like underground guarded. If it was a movie, it'd be a whole cinematic universe. Absolutely. Um, it's yeah. like the Horcruxes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, just as evil. But uh, but no, not as evil. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say about this, uh, this information about these two different paths was on a graph, right? So there's a visual thing of like, here's path one, here's path two. And my favourite thing was on a semantic website, it, it, it had, going towards the future, it was like theoretical uh, progress. Theoretical progress of when the you def- do you define progress as in like human progress uh, as in progress of the internet so, so oh, it's a progress okay. of the technology so the one about the semantic web about going off into the future like 2020s 2030s 2040s it was like theoretical progress and then the one that was about uh, smartphones and smart fridges and stuff fragmentation like, <laughs> it called it actual progress <laughs> wow so, so the, whoever wrote this uh, graph hadn't had an agenda but I just thought it was funny it's like ooh theoretical progress and then it's like here's what's actually happening mm. um, so yeah so that is so is that do you think that's saying that progress is stalled here 
I had a note, which was I feel like the internet has plateaued. Because yeah. if I if I compare it again, this is just nostalgia speaking. Uh, if I compare it to you know the kind of like those first discoveries when we were teenagers and like with like the first video website, the first yeah. social networking website, the first whatever, uh, the first time you could play games online when you know when we were in secondary school and yeah. playing going to mofunzone.com and playing like no, the Matrix game and all that kind of stuff. The Matrix game was um, yeah. It's all gone full circle. It's all full circle. You know th- that that was a lot of discovery back then. Whereas yeah. now I'm like. When's the last time you heard of an amazing new website? It's true. It doesn't happen. It's now an app. It's yeah. now a service. It's now some dedicated device. It, yeah. You know, like Alexa isn't some website where you can go to. It, it, like if it was the mid 2000s, someone yeah. just would have said, here's a website called Alexa. If you just type in whatever you want and ask it any question, it'll answer you. That would have been amazing. But then now it's a, a, a piece of software on a device yeah. that you interact with. And almost like most websites, you know, most common websites, you know, are like, just holding pages, linking you to download an app. app. Um, So like, you know, Spotify has a website, but it just links you to the app. Um, It has like the web player. That's probably the website I use the most Mm. is like the web player for Spotify. Um, But yeah, everything just like links you back to using your phone. Because they all realise that having a web page is like the least... It's dated now. It's it's dated. It's the least profitable way of doing it. It's the least uh, effective way of engaging a person when, you, you know, when you can keep a person, as you said, on their phone more effectively yeah. on their phone with an app with yeah. notifications to remind them of stuff and that kind of stuff. Um, and on that very sour, sad note, that is where the tale ends of versions of the internet. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of information. That's uh, that, that, that's my equivalent of uh, your Queen Nanny episode. Where at the end I was like, God damn. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, whoa, that was, that was great. And like, well, that's a really good topic. It's like nice because it's like modern history that like obviously like still really affects us now and like you know we're we're living it yeah and we've lived it's not as old as people think it and is. it's like because of the a particular like age we are in, and when we were born you know obviously like not in the 60s but we're, <laughs> we've lived this kind of information journey so far yeah um and kids being born now or like you know eight or nine years old now don't have that they don't and know there's no there's no fresh than freshness of him it's like you know the internet is now just like almost like I'm not surprised it's like going to be a human right soon mm. you know it's, it's just ubiquitous. like it's... it's just part of the human experience now which is a little bit gross <laughs> if it's kind of a little bit gross when, when you say it out loud it's like the internet is required and like what the way that um, Mr. Lee invented and is the original idea behind the purpose of the internet oh goodness how far we've strayed from God's yeah. life <laughs> Every day we stray further. Um, yeah, that's it. Any any last thoughts, points, or questions? I'm like I'm like so I'm like full. <laughs> I'm so. Full. Oh wait wait wait. So I, I should have asked a question. Are you still thirty for knowledge? Yes, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, not I'm, need, I'm gonna need a moment to like comprehend <laughs> and like take this all in. I mean, like I guess it's interesting what you said about going back to like the three regular websites that you use. Um, it's, it's crazy that, like, you know, we have this wealth of access of information. And I'm sure there's people out there who just, like, absorb it all. And so I think as I've got older and more interested in just knowledge in general, mm. like, I'm using it more for what it was originally used for, like, you know, research. Yeah. Um, and, like, finding out information. I mean, it takes a special kind of <laughs> asshole to, like, just use the internet to, like, write troll comments, you know? <laughs> Indeed. 
and there's plenty of them. And there's like so many like good and bad things about the internet. And yeah, know. I don't I don't want it to come across as me just whinging about it. Obviously, it's a great thing. Access to healthcare, access to like therapy, like so many great things, and obviously like so many boons to it. Being able to launch your own podcast. Being able to launch your own <laughs> podcast is amazing. Don't know what I'm complaining about, but um, it's just you know it's 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 sad that you know you've got the other side of it, which is like mm. you know it's probably like fifty fifty probably. Yeah. Um, you've got the other side of it, which is you know. The, the the dark side of human beings literally like the dark web mm-hmm. you know well that's been the episode wow Danny thank you for that that was that was really like intriguing and I'm so glad you didn't tell me like, that was like <laughs> such a cool surprise I didn't really have a central kind of topic the, the original thing I was going to be ask was like just was just going to the history of MySpace because I want to go into the history of MySpace and do all of that um, most because our, our good mate Tom our first friend Tom he lived what I think is the ultimate dream where he was like a tech guy and then he ended up making, you know, MySpace, ended up making loads of money from it. He, became, he was like a meme, essentially. He, yeah, he became a meme, but everyone loves him. And yeah. like, like, you know, he didn't do the Zuckerberg thing of hanging around for too long. Like, he yeah. he sold up and he stayed wholesome. Uh, and ever since 2011, he's been retired, essentially, um, because he, wow. he, he sold off and he made, you know, hundreds Billions. of millions or whatever. Um, and then he started up a, a, a hobby in photography. Now he just spends all his time being a master photographer that's going around the world. That's being incredible. an awesome photographer. And if you go onto his Instagram, on, on his Instagram... It's just amazing shots of everything. And I was like, <sighs> oh, my the dream. Space, MySpace Tom, you, you MySpace, made it, brother. MySpace Tom, we miss you, dude. Oh, yeah. man. Like, take a photo for us. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Danny, that was great. Thank you so much. Um, any, any like, closing thoughts from you? Don't spend all your time on the internet. Don't spend <laughs> all your time on the internet. Take a break. And rethink those credit card purchases. Yes. You know, yes. do you really do need you? that Habbo wallpaper? No. Do you really need that shiny skin on a gun that doesn't actually exist? I mean, like, just double check, just double check the, uh, the the choices that you're making before you do it, you know. Buy something else first and then see if that post-purchase clarity hits you. And yeah. you're like, hmm, I won't do that. Go do something else for a minute. Yeah. You know, go eat a banana, go for a walk. Just, you know, just give yourself a moment to think about the, the, these decisions. <laughs> but yeah, Dane, that was amazing. Uh, um... I'm still so 30 for knowledge, though. I think you should do a Y2K episode. I think that'd be fascinating. I think it'd be hilarious as well okay. to see what people were thinking about and why they were so afraid. Oh, gosh. It would be cool to see. But I think it'd be only good if I could get, like, all the news clips, like, news newsreel clips from that Get time. some audio footage. in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or, that'd or, or be great. That. That'd, be, that'd be wicked. Okay, okay. Put a pin in it. I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll consider it for a future if you'd like to share anything with us or you have any thoughts and opinions or would like to correct anything please send us an email at 30 for knowledge at outlook.com uh if you're a bit more modern than using email because you're a young whippersnapper you can also hit us up on instagram nice 30 for knowledge see, see what i did there you're wondering I where there. i was going with that i did uh but yeah 30 for knowledge oh, at 30 for knowledge on instagram 30 for knowledge at outlook.com on, on the emails. Uh, and you can now also find us on find us Apple on, playlists already. Apple podcast, sorry. Find us on Apple podcast, rate us, subscribe, tell a friend, get us on Spotify, rate us on Spotify. Do all the things that you would do for other internet people yeah. that we told you is a bad idea. Yeah. Do it for us. Yeah. Because so, at least we're bringing you knowledge. Remember, the internet is bad, but help us. Yeah. Help us get through the internet. Help us add more to the internet. More wholesome content to the internet because we exactly. are a wholesome bunch here. But I'd rather be called a podcaster than a uh, content. <laughs> we are not content creators. Content. <laughs> creator. and we're, not, and we're, not, we're not influencers yet. Uh, if we get to that stage and we sell out, soz. But uh, for now, we're just... We so, just influence we're just each a other. Pair of po- <laughs> we're just a pair of part-time podcasters. That's all we are. And we're good. Um, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. See you next time. Bye.